Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am here to d- discuss this Thursday evening slate, seven-game main slate, and we're doing an update to our earlier podcast. We wanted to just get more information out there uh, with as far as player news and some of our thoughts on builds. There certainly has been uh, some important player news that has come down the last couple of days, so we wanted to Go over a bit of an abbreviated version of our normal podcast and just update everybody so that they'll be ready uh, to build those lineups tonight. It has been a long week, it seems like. It seems like we haven't had NBA action for a month to me, but uh, I am chomping at the bit to get going here. Uh, I think this slate is really intriguing. There has to be some smart selections on uh, value and some obvious you know, strategic maneuvers on who you're going to uh, pay up for. So let's go over some information here, get everybody up to speed, and we'll go from there. All right, <clears throat> first game on the slate. First of all, I want to thank our presenting sponsor, Prize Picks, and we'll go over the offer that we have with Prize Picks right now. All right, seven o'clock. Cleveland at the Detroit Pistons. Cleveland's favored by six. total, 107.25 implied for Cleveland and 101.25 for the Detroit Pistons. Cleveland comes in 35 and 23, Detroit 13 and 45. We've learned that Laurie Markkinen is probable. We expect him to suit up in limited form uh, minutes wise. Definitely not somebody we're going to target uh, with his first game back in quite some time but it will shuffle the rotation a bit there, no question about it. Uh, The big news is Garland and Levert are out. So that's massive news because, you know, it very much makes a huge difference on this slate, and we'll talk about that uh, when we break it down. Uh, The only uh, designation for Detroit is Frank Jackson, who is probable. So looking at this game, obviously the big choice uh, and value play will know ahead of time because – it's the seven o'clock game, so we'll get that information before lock. But uh, really, the starting point guard for Cleveland, whether it be Rajon Rondo or Brandon Goodwin, uh, is going to be a fantastic value play. Um, I would assume, uh, you know, whoever the starter is, is going to get the majority of the minutes. It may go, you know, 28 uh, 20 kind of split, but enough that the starter should be able to accumulate a good uh, amount of statistics DFS-wise against a poor defensive Detroit team. So uh, we're going to be watching that very closely, and that could be one of the key value moves of the day, uh, either Goodwin or Rondo. If Cleveland surprises and, you know, starts somebody like uh, Jetty or something like that, we'll adjust. But for now, uh, one of my value plays is going to be whoever that starting point guard is uh, for the Cavaliers. Other than that, uh, Mobley at 7K on DraftKings seems too cheap to me. Uh, with all of the scoring being gone from Garland and Lavert, uh, somebody's going to have to pick up the scoring slack. And generally, that's going to be Mobley in this type of scenario. So Mobley's, a, I think, a really sharp play. Uh, I like him over the 7-6 Allen. And there's a lot of plays at center here, so we have to sift through those uh, as we go through here. Uh, Ke- uh, Kevin Love also is a good scoring option at 6-2 off the bench. He should get solid minutes. 
My only concern is with the return of Lori Markkinen, you know, is that going to cut into some of his minutes or Jetty's minutes? Dean Wade's probably going to be the biggest loser uh, in this group with Markkinen returning. So he's not playable, in my opinion. So uh, for me, it's the starting point guard Mobley. And then let's see how things settle in with, with the new, uh, with marketing uh, coming back in the new rotation. As far as Detroit goes, you know, it's hard to really uh, target Detroit. They've got all their guys playing and yeah, you've got some cheaper prices, but uh, you know, Kate Cunningham is cheap. He's only six, six on DraftKings. I believe he's in a flat six K on Fandle, which is, you know, really almost too, too much to pass up as far as value goes. Um, as far as paying up a little bit for 6'5", Sadiq Bay, he certainly has potential here. Jeremy Grant, you don't know what exactly you're going to get from him. You know, his his floor is probably 18. His ceiling's probably 50. So he is a, a good GPP play, but maybe too risky for me uh, other than that. Isaiah Stewart, you know, played great uh, during the free, uh, last few games before the All-Star break, but you know, it's four nines and definitely, uh, you know, it teases you a little bit to want to put him in there, but he's got to go in against the, the three seven footers for the Cavaliers and Markin and Mobley and Allen. A uh, little bit of a tough matchup for him. Plus, I think Bagley's going to start chipping away at a few of those minutes inside and Kelly O as well. So expect that Detroit team to have like a nine man rotation. Uh, with Hayes, Bagley, Diallo, and Olenek coming off the bench, and maybe a little Frank Jackson, too, or Roddy Magruder. So not a team to target, low total, low implied, uh, maybe just uh, Cunningham on Fandle where he's just really too cheap to pass up. All right, game two. It's a 7.30 game. It's the Boston Celtics-Brooklyn Nets. Boston's favored by nine. It's a 214.5 total, 111.75 for the Celtics. 102.75 for the Brooklyn Nets. Coming into the game, Boston hot 34 and 26. Brooklyn's hanging on three games above 531 and 28, despite being 1 and 12 in their last 13 games. Boston reports no injuries, which makes it tougher to target any Boston guys. Brooklyn still has a half dozen guys out. Dragic not ready to play yet. Still can't believe that the Mavs didn't sign him, but it is what it is. Uh, he's not ready to, to suit up for the Nets. KD, we know, is out, and Irving home game. That should end soon with a mask ma uh, mandate. Looks like it's going to drop off in New York here soon. Joe Harris had surgery. Ben Simmons, uh, watched some video of him today practicing with the team, working a lot of one-on-one -on -one with now assistant coach Kyle Korver there. Uh, they say he's probably still two, three weeks away from returning, but we'll just see what happens there uh, as that plays out. So it's hard to want to spend up for these Boston guys. I mean, that's the tough part. I mean, you've got everybody playing their regular minutes, Smart Brown, Tatum, Horford, Williams, White, really those six, uh, the main guys, but there's no cheap ones in the deal. You've got Horford at 5'7", who's the worst of the six. But then after that, you know, where, where do you find value with split usage? Mark is smart at 6'2", White at 6'3", Robert Williams is 7'4", and then the two guys that do the majority uh, of scoring and, and are top one and two, 
in usage are expensive. Brown, 8.5, and Tatum, 9.7. So I'm not extremely excited about going to the Boston side here. Um, it is a nine-point spread. Brook, Brooklyn is super shorthanded. So, you know, not really targeting anybody on that side. I'm a little tempted with Robert Williams, but, uh, you know, as of now, uh, not racing to that expensive uh, group with Boston. On the Brooklyn side, it's a little bit different because you have a lot of cheap players because a lot of guys aren't back yet. Patty Mills at 5'3", who I've been fading lately because I just don't think he's been playing as well. But he did have a good game in that last game before the All-Star break. So, you know, he could be considered. I like Seth Curry a little bit better. I think he's going to take more of a scoring role here. I think at 6K, uh, you know, he's he's definitely a decent value play on DraftKings, Fandle, and Yahoo. So Seth Curry definitely in my sights. Uh, if you want to go down where Bruce Brown at 4-7, he's shown – uh, some really good games, 7-8x to that number, uh, you know, a couple of times in the last week before the All-Star break. So he's an option. And then you've got James Johnson, who's probably going to be pretty popular, especially if he's starting. He's only 3-5, could get solid minutes, and is definitely tempting there. Then Drummond at 6-3, again, not my favorite play. I think, you know, we know he can grab 15 rebounds in, you know, 25 minutes. Easy. But LaMarcus Aldridge is ready to play. You got Camp Thomas, Kessler Edwards, Blake Griffin, uh, and even Nick Claxton and Dayron Sharp. So you've got a lot of guys pushing for minutes at the bigs with that team. And not sure. Nash is a wild card as a coach. He's He does fluctuate his lineups dramatically. So I'm more looking at Curry, Johnson, and maybe GPP Brown uh, if possible here. All right, game three. This is the feature game of the night. It's got a massive total. It's the Atlanta Hawks at the Chicago Bulls. Uh, Chicago's only a three-and-a-half point favorite, and it's a 240-and-a-half total. You don't get a lot of those, although the, the next game after this is pretty darn close. Uh, Atlanta implied 118 and a half Chicago 122. So that is serious attention uh, to that game without question. As far as designations, Atlanta, uh, Lou Williams, probable. John Collins is not going to play. He's listed as doubtful. He didn't practice, didn't go through warmups. He is out as far as I'm concerned. So that's big news. Also, Gorgie Jeng is out, the backup uh, center uh, one of the backup centers, third string center, I should say. So really the bigs are pretty much just Capella and a Kongu backing him up, and that is it. So we'll take a look how that affects our build. For Chicago, it's the same three, Ball, Caruso, and Williams that remain out. So as we look at this game, you know, that number is big. There, you know, there's no question you need some exposure to this game, and there's a lot of great options. Trey Young's getting a lot of attention at 9-9. He does get Io Dasunmu defense, which isn't a piece of cake. So I'm not as excited to go to that pay up of Trey Young. I think a lot of people in the industry will, and I get it. I mean, it's a 240 total, it's supposed to stay fairly close. He is a uh, points uh, monster. So definitely can consider him. Um, you know, I think Capella's the, the most interest to me. He's only 5'8, he's cheap across the board. 
because uh, with Collins out, he's shown a, a big spike in usage, rebounds, everything. And, you know, uh, really, I know Okongwu is going to get a decent amount of run as his backup at 3-6. But for the time Capella's in there at 5-8, you know, Vuk's not a great defender. And I think, uh, you know, this could be a really good opportunity for Capella uh, to, to bust his number here. So I think, you know, 7-8x is what I would expect for Capella in this game. Um, after that, you've got a lot of value you can, you know, decipher uh, through. Uh, Herter at 4-6, Hunter at 4-5, and Gallinari, who may get the start at 4-4 with Collins being out, are all very cheap. So they're all uh, shots you can take here to save some money. Uh, even Bogdanovich off the bench at 5-4 is a nice play, in my opinion. So you've got some good value on the Atlanta side. A uh, really good pay down center in Capella. And if you want to pay up, uh, Trey Young certainly in play. For Chicago, you know, we're, we're back in that dilemma of having Levine, DeRozan, and Vukovic, three extremely expensive guys, Levine at 8-7, Vuk 10-1, and DeRozan at 10-7. So, you know, do they take usage and points away from each other? They do. Uh, I will say this, though, against a, a porous Atlanta defense with a 240-and-a-half total, though, I think you gotta you gotta roster somebody here, uh, one of the big boys from Chicago. And it's gonna surprise most people, but I like DeRozan. I think, I mean, obviously he's been on this insane streak of 35 plus real points shooting over 50%. Uh broke Will Chamberlain's record for consecutive games doing that, which is really more people should be talking about because Michael didn't do it, LeBron didn't do it. Uh, none of these guys did. So uh, DeRozan is on a, a roll and he's playing great. And, you know, not having John Collins on the other side of the ball, an athletic four that can move around and defend, I think is really helpful uh, for DeRozan. So I don't think he's going to be highly owned at all. A lot of people are going to say can't quite get to him with the Levine and Vuk playing 10 sevens too high of a price. And I'll tell you what, I, I see 60-burger plus here for DeRozan. I really like him today at a low ownership piece for a buy-up. So hopefully, you know, that that can pan out well. Levine is, is fair price too, you know, both on uh, DraftKings and especially on FanDuel, he's very cheap. So Levine is also very tempting. Uh, Dasunmu at 6K flat too is can be played. He's going to be on the floor a lot. We know that. Uh, he to defend Trey. Uh, and, you know, they're using their starters a lot, Chicago does. And this should be a competitive game. So I definitely want exposure uh, on both sides here. Probably a 2v2 two, two two for me. And this will be my key game uh, of the night. The next game, also an eight o'clock game, is no real second fiddle. It's an even tighter spread and almost as big of a total. It's the Memphis Grizzlies at the Minnesota Timberwolves. Memphis is favored only by one and a half, and it's one point less, 239 and a half, with just as impressive uh, implied totals, 120 and a half for the Grizzlies and a big 119 for Minnesota. So, you know, these are the two games back-to-back, these 8 o'clock games that you just, you know, you got to roster some guys. I think there's going to be so many DFS points up for grabs in these games, uh, it's going to be hard to, to pass on them at all. Uh, as far as designations, Brooks and Pons are out for Memphis 
and Wright is out for Minnesota. So in essence, other than Brooks for Memphis, these teams are at full strength. They're well-rested coming out of the break, and this should be a real shootout. Uh, one of your fine buy-up options, obviously, Ja Moran at 10-4. He is going to get some Pat Bev defense, but Ja is in that class of somewhat undefensible at a lot of points. And just because you have one tough defender, they can run some high pick and rolls, uh, you know, and and get him uh, Beverly off of them. So Jaw certainly in play. I think Desmond Bain is priced right. I love his six six number. I think that uh, you know his consistency has been there. He's been playing well. You know, he, he does. There's a definite shift when Brooks since Brooks has been out in different times. Brooks has been out this year, and a lot of it goes to Bain. He really steps up. We know he can shoot it. We saw some of that uh, this past weekend, and uh, I think he's a nice little play at that lower mid-level price. Uh, Triple J at 7-1 is a possibility. Uh, I do really like Steven Adams, too. I mean, people don't realize his minutes have been up. He's been in the 30s pretty consecutively here recently, and getting solid minutes. Um, and he rebounds well. Cat's not a good defender. The problem is, and this is the only concern, Cat obviously won the three-point contest. He says he's the best shooting big man of all times. You know he's going to be chucking threes like he usually does, and that does create a little bit of an issue for Steven Adams. So we'll see You know what's going to happen there. If they put Jaron Jackson on Cat, that's a possibility too. Uh, or maybe it plays Adams off the floor a little bit. That's the only concern that I have. Maybe Brandon Clark gets some extra run because they need somebody a little bit, you know, that can get out of the paint and defend. So as much as I like Adams at 5'6", uh, and I want to slide him in there, I'll have him in at least a GPP. Uh, you know, the matchup is a bit of a concern just because of the uh, ability for Cat to just get, 30 feet away from the basket and play facing up uh, for the T wolf side. You know, same thing as we talked about with Chicago, they've got the three headed monster, if you will, that makes it hard for DFS. D'Angelo Russell at seven, seven, Anthony Edwards at seven, five, both priced really well. And cat at nine, eight, those three guys dominate the offensive side of the ball night in night out. And on any given night, uh, you know, really fill it up. So uh, having one of those guys suiting them up and getting them out there, I think is a good move uh, for your DFS build. Cat, as I said, because of somewhat of the mismatch there, unless they put Triple J on him, which they may, uh, could be a good uh, pay-up guy at 9-8. And I think, you know, really uh, making a decision between D'Angelo Russell or Anthony Edwards, really having one of them is, is important. Uh, they're both Priced almost the same. It's a very fair price, and they both have the potential with a really high total uh, to go off here. So I will have exposure in this game on both sides of the ball as well. All right, we have three games left, an 8 o'clock, and then two more 10 o'clock games. So we have a late after-hour slate that we will provide for here at DFS Coach Talk. So if you want to join us, it's this is the time. Second half NBA, we have two packages going right now at dfscoachtalk.com. The Luca special, which uh, takes you all the way through to April 1st, or our second half NBA that takes you all the way through the playoffs 
until June 19th. So check it out, dfscoachtalk.com. Also check out our presenting sponsor here, Prize Picks. Go to prizepicks.com. If you're a first uh, first time depositor to Prize Picks, use the promo code COACHTALK, all one word, no space. You get 100% match all the way up to 100 bucks. And if you put 100 bucks in, they give you the $100 credit. It's not like dripping in two or five dollars a day kind of baloney. They just flat out match it and and uh, put it on there. So uh, really suggest you give Prize Picks a shout and use that promo code Coach Talk. All right, the last eight o'clock game on the slate is the Phoenix Suns and Oklahoma City Thunder. It's Phoenix by a big ten and a half. That's a concern. Two nineteen certainly a huge dip in total. Uh, from the last games, Phoenix implied 114.75, Oklahoma City 104.25. For the Phoenix Suns, we know that Chris Paul's going to be out for six to eight weeks with that thumb uh, surgery. Kaminsky pain, which is a big one we talked about in the previous pod uh, because we thought he'd be starting at point. He's out and Saric is still out. So We'll talk a lot about how that's going to affect that Phoenix rotation. Oklahoma City has a bunch of designations because they don't care if they win. I think they're going to rotate guys through in and out, make up injuries, whatever it is. But uh, they have some guy by the name of Saar, Olivier Saar. So you never know who they're pulling out next. Uh, He is probable. But the guys that are out are Lou Dort, Ty Jerome, Mike Muscala, Jeremiah Robinson Earl and Kenrich Williams. So a bunch of rotational players for them are out. So how does that affect things? Well, number one, you know, the propensity increases of the fact that Phoenix probably is going to smack them. You would assume Uh, that 10 and a half point spread seems like it's been drifting up a little bit. So that's a concern blowout uh, possibilities. This is really the only game. Uh, on the slate, the last game a little bit, Golden State, Portland as well, but especially this game is the one I have concern about because of that blowout potential. So the big decision here and, and where everybody's going to be looking and the decision that has to be made, which we may not have this information before lock, is who's going to start for Phoenix at the point. Right now, most people are uh, believing that it's going to be Aaron Holiday. Uh, that's very possible. It could also be Alfred Payton, or we could have a scenario where Booker bumps over and starts at the point, and they use maybe Landry Shamit in that starting lineup. So I think those are the three most likely possibilities, but it's it has huge effects. So if you're going to play an Aaron Holiday or an Alfred Payton, be available to make some swaps because... That's only an eight o'clock game. So it's, it's, you know, you'll get some news and you'll still have this game, the other eight o'clock games and the two 10 o'clock games to shift from. So um, whoever's starting definitely, I think, is just like a, the Goodwin and Rondo situation here. If it's, you know, Holiday, Peyton, or they move Booker over and then the third guy would be Shamit. I think those two value plays, the Cleveland guard and the Phoenix point guard as well, uh, are two the two most viable uh, value options to pay way down. So uh, that is going to be in play for me with, with my rotations of lineups for sure. Uh, Booker, I think, is a great play today. He's one of my favorites. He's 
He's definitely going to pick up some of the assist uh, ratio that's going to be available with Paul being out. I think he'll be expected to just do a little bit more of everything. So Booker a high, is a high uh, you know, uh, priority for me. And the fact that he's sub nine, I think is very fair. I think you'll see with Paul being out, it won't take long at all before that salary increases quite a bit for Booker. Um, from a value standpoint, other than that point guard position, Mikhail Bridges at 5'8", Crowder at 4'7", Cam Johnson at 4'3". Those three guys are always capable of getting to the number uh, in a good lineup, you know, good matchup against a terrible front line from the Thunder. Uh, that brings me to DeAndre Ayton. Uh, again, I'm a little concerned about the blowout, but Ayton at 6'9", should absolutely massacre that front line of the Thunder. How they're going to stop him with Baisley, Roby, and Pokashevsky, he may kill somebody there. So uh, I think Aiton's a terrific uh, pay-up guy at center. He's not one of my favorite plays. I think, you know, those that listen to, to this every day, you know, I, I question his motor sometimes. But, man, I think he just falls into, uh, you know, 7X here without trying as long as the game stays close enough long enough. So I think uh, he's a high consideration for me. On the Thunder side, if you want to pay up for an 8-9 SGA, it makes perfect sense. Uh, I mean, he's going to be the majority of their offense. The other option, Josh Giddy at 8-4, but they're both expensive. Phoenix has a fantastic defense. I'm not probably going to go there. I'm going to try to, you know, maybe have one son with maybe Aiton or one of the value guys, uh, but... I'm really not crazy about the Thunder side of the ball. Uh, Wiggins at 3.6 is cheap. Roby's cheap at 3.7, but they're hit or miss. You're going to get a lot of Baisley. His minutes have been up, but it's 6.8. Uh, just doesn't, doesn't make sense to me. Uh, you will get man favors, Pokachevsky, Maladon, you know, uh, so we'll see. Uh, I just, this Thunder team is, is terrible, and it's hard to really count on anybody there. SGA in the right matchup is always a great play, but Phoenix to me is not the right matchup. All right, the two after-hours games, Denver Nuggets, Sacramento Kings, Denver favored by half, 235 total, so very solid total there. 119.25 for the Denver Nuggets implied, Sacramento 115.75. Phoenix... Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Denver comes in 33 and 25. Sacramento 22 and 38. Out for Denver: Kanchar, Cousins, Murray, and Porter. Davis out for Sacramento. So this is an interesting game. I, I think uh, Joker's going to be the main guy people pay up for. I think he'll be very highly owned, even though he's 12-5 on DraftKings. Uh, you know, it makes sense. I, I get it. Sacramento plays fast. If the spread isn't that big at three and a half, you know, probably the, the most reliable pay up and reasonable pay up here uh, without question. Uh, I'm not sure I'm going to go there or not, but uh, I certainly completely understand why. And I think that, uh, you know, the leverage piece with how highly owned he's going to be at a 12-5 number is just something I have to chew on a little bit more. After that, you know, it's it's really punt Denver. It seems like that every day. Uh, you know, Barton at 5'8 is a very good price for really their second option offensively. 
Um, Gordon at five, six has times where he really, you know, can get to his number and then some. So that's an option. On the King side, really, it's a two-man game for me, generally for them. And I talked a little bit about this before. Fox at 8.3 and Sabonis at 9K. I think those are fair prices for both of them. Uh, they're going to dominate play with this team. Uh, the rest of the group is just a mixed bag of tricks. And they have a lot of guys back. So Holiday, Barnes, Harkless, DiVincenzo, Mitchell, Metu, Holmes, Lyles, Lamb, Jackson, Jones, Damian Jones. I mean, those guys are all going to probably get minutes. That's like 12 deep. Uh, so I, I have no idea, uh, you know, where to say the value is there at all. I do not trust Justin Holiday, Hark, Mitchell, Matthew Holmes. I mean, no, none of those guys to me are playable. They're way too much risk. I, with Sacramento, you focus, if you can fit in Fox or Sabonis, try to get one of them in there and be be done with it. So that's what I'm looking at on that side. All right, last game. Golden State Warriors, Portland Trailblazers. Golden State favored by 10, 226 total, 118 implied for the Warriors, 108 for the Portland Trailblazers. Coming in, Golden State's 42 and 17, Portland 25 and 34. Designations here, we know Draymond Green's going to miss a few more weeks here. Uh, Iguodala and Weissman still remain out for Golden State. For Portland, Brandon Williams, probable. Uh, Keon Johnson is also probable. You know when you're mentioning guys that, you know, Portland's in trouble. And then guys that are out, Bledsoe, Lillard, Luzada, who we've mentioned every single show, every all year, Luzada's got trade. He still has never played. But the big one is Nurkic. He is going to be out for a while. So that creates the third wild card spot of value. Who is going to get the center minutes for Portland? And is that the spot to go to save uh, your money? Because there is, you know, if you can feel comfortable with the starting point guard from Cleveland, the starting point guard from Phoenix, and the starting center from Portland, you're going to get three super cheap guys and you could probably pay up for a DeRozan and Joker and something like that, you know, in my book. But that has to settle out. We have to determine who the starters are for sure and if they're going to pay off. Right now, I believe it's going to be uh, Mr. Watford, Trenton Watford. I think he at 3-4 could get a majority of minutes at center. I think uh, Greg Brown is also in play here at 3-2. I expect those two to be the main two bigs. I think you're going to get uh, an uptick in rebounds and points in the paint from Justice Winslow, but he's all the way up to 6-1. Um, but obviously the two key guys for Portland that will do most of their DFS and real scoring are Anthony Simons at 8-1 and Josh Hart at 7-2. So I'm comfortable buying up for one of those guys. And I think Watford is a decent play. Now, again, there's only two 10 o'clock games. If he has not determined the starter, then I'm not going to play him. But as of now, I think that at 3-4, he's going to allow me a lot of salary relief to do some other things I want to do. So I'm plugging him in for now. I think even though he's a little undersized, he can hang in there, uh, even though Golden State is the number one defense in the league. So 
Uh, I may have two trailblazers, as crazy as that sounds, but you know they just don't have much depth. They also have Drew Eubanks now, who they traded for. That's the other uh, third piece. I know they added him to the Bet US or uh, not Bet US. Bet US is a good place to go, though. That's one of our uh, presenting sponsors as well. But uh, as far as FanDuel goes, they added uh, Eubanks, so maybe he starts at center. We just need to see what that news is going to be, uh, you know, and we're going to get some serious value there because uh, Eubanks is cheap as well. So let's see what that news drops. Have yourself ready to pivot and uh, make some swaps if you need to. Curry at 10-2. I don't know how much they're going to need him in this game. You know, after shooting 1 million threes this weekend and, you know, making everything, you wonder if he's just going to come out firing or not. I mean, 10-2 is a big price. I get it. It's decent. I think I'd rather go to Clay though, at 6-7. He's super well-rested now. He's got over 30 minutes in a couple consecutive games. I think he's a good price, and I, I don't see how Portland's going to slow him down. If you want to go on the cheap, Gary Payton, they announced that he was going to remain in the starting lineup instead of Jordan Poole or Otto Porter or Jonathan Kaminga. So, you know, we'll see what kind of run Peyton gets. There is a little risk with that based on he could get 18, 20 minutes is all. So we'll just have to see how that rolls. Wiggins at 6K, not really interested. Looney 4-4. I just think with Poole, Porter, Kaminga, Bielitsa, Lee, and Toscano Anderson, they have enough bench now. They finally have some depth, and I think they're going to use it, um, you know, with that great record that they have and playing a lesser team like Portland. So, Really, Clay, I think, is the, the value play there. And if you need one more value spot, if you don't have the, the guts for those three spots I had mentioned, I think Peyton could be an option there. Or you're going to get a very low-owned pool, Porter, Kaminga, those three off the bench. So all options. All right, that is it, my friends. We buzzed through this. We want to get it out, get it the update to you so that you can build some lineups. Uh, we would love to have you, dfscoachtalk.com. You can dive in for as little as three days for 10 bucks. Try us out, smash with us. We have the best Discord in the business, uh, and we'd love for you to give us a try. So appreciate you. We, we're on a roll here. We've got a podcast tomorrow. Crash and I are going to be tackling that one big time, uh, and uh, we'll certainly be back for that one tomorrow. It is nine games tomorrow. And then another six games uh, on Saturday. I did uh, want to mention, too, there are three teams tonight, Minnesota, Oklahoma City, and Phoenix, that are on the first night of a back-to-back. All right, best of luck. Thank goodness the NBA is back. And uh, let's go out there and crush it in NBA DFS.